Welcome back to the second episode of Queerly Political Conversations with Bess. Today we're going to be speaking about gender-based violence. Gender-based violence has gotten out of hand in South Africa that it's now been declared as a second pandemic. The weight of this conversation is enormous, it is large, and it's also a global issue. The central moral challenge of this current century is gender inequality, which is the oppression of women, girls, and gender minority. Gender-based violence is such a huge problem. Almost every day or every second day, we hear that someone has been raped or brutally murdered. This can't be the norm. This can't be the everyday life. Am I next? Who is next? What is wrong with society? There's clearly something fundamentally wrong that every other day someone is brutally murdered. It's usually done by someone that they know which makes it even more scary. The 2016 World Health Organization report said, open quote, one in three women will experience gender-based violence in their lifetime. And many of these will be repeated incidents of violence, close quote. The United Nations report said, open quote, the place in which a woman is most likely to be murdered is in their own home. Usually, the violence is perpetrated by people that they know, close quote. This is very scary, and this is very concerning. This shows you how the issue at hand is very widespread, but the risk of experiencing it is not as widespread. Certain groups have elevated the rate of victimization. An example would be the LGBTIQ plus community, people with disabilities, and sex workers. Women who are economically disadvantaged are more prone to experience gender-based violence. Globally, we're all responsible to work together towards ending gender-based violence. Being an individual who doesn't commit any kind of violence or, or perpetuated is not enough. We need to speak out more on this issue. We need to support the efforts that empower and address gender inequality. Gender-based violence intersects with other types of disadvantages, which is why we need to equally challenge racism, homophobia, and any other form of intolerance. We need to get to the root cause of this violence. We need to tackle it head on. And this is only going to be achieved through collective action, as this is a societal issue. Intersectionality becomes very important in this conversation. Intersectionality is defined as the interconnected nature of social categories such as race, class, and gender. So, this is saying that 
if you are a woman who is black and poor, you are oppressed. If you are a woman who is black and poor and gay, you are even more oppressed. So all of these disadvantages are very compounded and they create obstacles that are often not understood in conventional ways of thinking about it. And all of these discriminations are interconnected. We can't speak of one or deal with the one without dealing with the other. Hence, the emphasis on the interconnectedness of this issue. War has been declared on women, children and gender minorities. All forms of violence need to be condemned at all times, regardless of who commits the acts of violence. We need to get rid of this evil that is in society. We need to commit ourselves to understand this and be part of the solution. We need to do better as society and we need to understand these issues in order to address them. We will not be able to address these issues if we don't understand them and understand the outcomes and understand how they came about in order for us to resolve them. Thank you for tuning in of Queerly Political Conversations with Bess. Stay tuned for more exciting content.